Five, four, three, two, one. Woo! Hey, that hurt my ears this time. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. <laughs> hurt. Y'all. You didn't hear that ring? No, it I didn't hear. Oh. But uh, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Y'all already know because you clicked on it. Whether you clicked on it in the podcast or you clicked on it on the video, you know what this is. But if you're new here, I'm Trey. And I'm Q. And this is How Do You Love Me? And today we have a, another banger for you. We have another great one. But of course, of course, y'all won't let us start without telling you how full our cup is. And so with that being said, let's jump right into it. Q, how full is your cup today? Uh, you know, considering I just ate half of a chocolate apple in the kitchen, Ugh. Was it, it was, filled with something? No, it was just chocolate. Oh, okay. It was like in the mold okay. of an apple. So yeah, I, guess I saw it for it. Valentine's Day. I saw it. The only reason I didn't tear it up is I thought it was like filled. Y'all know nah, the, the ones good. with the filled nah, filling. Good. I'm going to say like I'm that. probably on about 95. 95. We had a very long, long break. Yeah. Okay. What was supposed yeah. to be a three-day weekend turned to nine. Yeah. I think we're going to get into that a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. how full is your cup? Yeah, I mean, my cup is, I didn't have quite as long of a break as you, mm-hmm. but I ain't tripping, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, always. I mean, look look at her. She, she's she got her face done up, you know? She got her curls popping. Of course I did. But we're talking about me, not her. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I'm at a, a good 98.1 to this week, today. I'm good. Yeah. Well. 98.1. All right, well, well that's good to My know. So we're full. both in the 90s, high 90s. Yeah. That's good to know, especially after everything that's been going on. And we will get into that mm. a little later on in the podcast. But for right now, we are going to get into this intro. Let's get it. All right, man. So just like I said before we did the intro, I had a very long weekend. Mm. By the time I looked up, it was time to go back to school. But I'm I'm pretty sure by the time you guys hear this episode, you've heard about the snowstorm that hit the south and how it affected Texas. Now, while it was going on here, of course, I had an idea what was going on, but it wasn't really until I got on like social media that I figured yeah. out how bad things were. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So it's like, again, like the gift and the curse, the curse of social media is that you know what everybody's doing. The gift is that you know what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. So it gave me like a, in, like a bird's eye view into what was going on at everybody's home. So winter storm Yuri hits Texas, right? Yes. So about half the state's population was without portable water late last week and many still face water and food shortages all eyes are on how this the state's power grid operated by ERCOT or electric reliability council of texas how they failed right everybody's looking at them yeah everybody named mama yeah but in the middle of this crisis governor greg greg abbott told texans to turn to google and you know what that's kind of hard to do 
Yeah, you, you didn't hear about this? I didn't. Yeah, no. he told Texans to turn to Google instead of his office for advice on where to go and what to do in the extreme cold. So the question was posed on this website, and it says, what could state and local leaders have done to prepare their citizens? What do you think? Now that we're days away from what took place, like what do you the think they could have done? Yeah, what do you think they could have done? Well, hindsight is twenty twenty, of yeah. course. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they did. I think they did do a lot of warning, though. See, that's the okay. So, so let me keep going. Okay, I'm like now the person who wrote this article. I'm like, I don't know if they were necessarily in Texas. They probably weren't. And so they had some questions that I was like, either they're just doing this because they're writing a good article, or mm-hmm. they're doing this because they don't know. Right. But they probably said they saw meteorologists two. who were warning about this weather and talking about the severity and preparing people for this. The idea that they weren't going to be able to leave their house for a few days and that there was going to be a potential for a really serious infrastructure and energy impact. Right. So they wrote another question. Their question was, for the warnings that were given and the recommendations that were giving, did people act on those? And that's like, I think that's the part like that's probably the question, right? I feel like everybody's probably looking at us like they told you it was coming. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're not used to something happening, when the warning comes, it still might not be as alerting or as important in your mind, right? right? Warning comes before destruction, but how can I put? You know when you know when they have like tornado warnings mm-hmm. here. So growing up, what took the fear from me, like every time they talked about tornadoes when I was young, I was scared. Yeah. Like I was like, oh snap, a uh, tub. <laughs> Mama, get the Hallway, mattress. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff, right? Can cover. And then I got to an age where I realized, oh, if they say warning, okay, we need to get somewhere and get it done. If they just say watch, that's a big difference, mm-hmm. right? Tornado watch versus warning. Warning, they've seen the funnel. They've seen it touch down somewhere. So they were giving us warnings. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people probably did not take it. Oh, it's going to be a couple of days of sleet, maybe a little slushy black ice somewhere, right. but we're going to be good. And then, you know, we didn't necessarily. Pre- now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. We could, I mean, it's almost nothing that you could have done to prepare for the severity of what happened. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people did not take it as um, serious as they were sent, like telling us to. Well, I from, mean, from even me per- real quick, even me, like, when I don't, what day did we go and get groceries and stuff? It was Saturday, Saturday morning. So Saturday morning, my only reason for us needing to hurt, like I was debating Friday night or Saturday morning, but that was only because I didn't want to deal with the traffic. Like I didn't want to deal with the big lines in the store and all. That's the only reason. Yeah. Outside me, of that, just, I just thought we were going to be done by Monday, Tuesday. Just to give you guys an idea of how serious he didn't take it. I mean, I ain't saying he he wasn't serious, but he was a little more nonchalant about it because I was ready to go in. But anyways, you know the little faucet cover? You remember this? The faucet covers that you put on your your faucets outside of the house. You know, our landlord, she always messages us before it gets really cold or before the winter starts or maybe before a storm. And she's like, hey, make sure you cover the faucets, make sure your your sinks and stuff, they have a drip so that the pipes don't get frozen or whatever. So now I've been telling Trey this for some months. I think we actually bought two new ones 
And I don't know what happened to one of them. One. And I feel like somebody, I, I don't know. I feel like it flew off. Mm. It did. It flew I off. I don't feel like it, it did. did. I feel like you didn't put it on right. I. That's what I'm saying. If Oh, okay. So she just <laughs> wanted to put me out no, there. No, I'm just saying. Yes, she did. And then. Okay, so. And I then. See. I see. And then I was like, we need to go get another one. Yeah. And they were all sold out. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. So that's another part of it. Like us trying to get prepared. Like we weren't as prepared as somebody who would be like up north. No, because we don't experience that We don't have that that often. And my dad kind of got on us, on on me about that. Because he was like, you should have already had that. Winter started months ago. What do you mean you didn't have it? It flew off. (laughs) Look, sorry. I live in Texas. I'm sorry I'm not from Maryland or, you know, South Dakota, wherever. I live in Texas. I didn't know how to put that thing on. And it flew off. Eh. He didn't ask me and I could have told him. But anyways, that's beside the point. Okay. Anyways, in this article, they mentioned that preparedness is much more than what we do each as individuals. Just keeping some extra food and water in the house isn't going to be enough for many disasters. And that's what we did. We went to the store. We stocked up on like some little foods that we can cook for days. Because I mean, I wasn't sure how long we was going to be here. I thought maybe. Well, I think it was supposed to start like Saturday night or Sunday morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it'll be over by Tuesday. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll get an extra snow. I mean, an extra day off from school. We'll be back to school on Wednesday. Done. So, you know, we stocked up on like some little quick stuff we can cook around the house or whatever. But it says local government should be the first source of government help during and after a disaster. Preparedness is much more than what we do to intentionally ready ourselves for a disaster. Local policies related to issues like housing, transportation, infrastructure have a huge effect on our risk. If you don't have a car and your city doesn't have access to public transportation, that's going to influence how you prepare for any disaster that requires you to evacuate. So basically, I really don't know who is to blame or why the whole blame is because I feel like everybody's pointing their finger at somebody else. But I think... For the most part, the biggest blame goes to ERCOT because they were told years ago that they needed to update the generators for the power grids, and they decided not to, and here we are. And it left plenty of people without water and food, I mean, and electricity and some people food, and they were sitting in their homes freezing. Yeah. Freezing. The temperatures got so low here. I don't ever think... I've ever seen Texas have single-digit weather. I know I haven't. Single-digit weather. So I'm just praying for a lot of those people who are affected by all of this. Because, like, so it was just one It was one thing for it to be freezing in your house. You ain't got no electricity. You ain't got no food, no running water. But it's another thing, like the after effects. So, like, once you got your power and stuff on, this stuff started thawing. Pipes started bursting. Mm-hmm. So, like, people in apartments... Like floors up were flooding apartments below and homes were being flooded, pools jacking up, you know, the ice was, you know, Mm -hmm. doing stuff to pools. I'm like, it was just messing some stuff up. Like the ripple effect of this one storm, this one week is just crazy. Yeah. And it almost like going back to a little bit to earlier. I was thinking about like what I could liken it to and 
you know, we weren't there, but I also remember seeing, like, re- looking at a documentary, and it shows some people in, like, New Orleans back when Hurricane Katrina hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was saying, how you get used to something so much that you think it's still the same until it's not. Right. So before the hurricane came, oh, you know, we'll just board up our stuff. It'll go by. We're going to stay here and... You know, now a lot of people did try and evacuate, but there were a lot of people who were like, this is just like any other one mm-hmm. that goes, you know, it'll come through, do a little bit, but we'll board up and be good. And we know what happened with Katrina. And I think what that, what that, if it didn't teach anyone here today, you know, about what happened is that, you know, when the warning come, treat it like it's going to be big. And yeah. if it's not, okay. But if it is, at least you're prepared, right? Mm-hmm. So, Big and then, to learn, yeah. and, and and to be honest with you, at the end of the day, there's just some stuff that no matter how much you prepare, it's just gonna happen, and you just have to, you know, you gotta pray, you gotta be as prepared as you can be. But the rest, you just have to let the let them fall where they where they may, and then pick them up. As, yeah, as I think the can. hardest part of all of this is like it. There was like there was. I mean. You could probably do something, but because of how much snow and how the roads were, like, because the people's power was off, it was out of normal control. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like, like, oh, man, my lights are off. Let me go pay the bill or mm-hmm. borrow some. I can't, there's nothing you I can do, do to fix that for you. I mean, but the one good silver lining out of this is, like, I kept seeing people on social media say, like, I didn't see any lootings or, you know, people going crazy in the store. And I think really what the pandemic did for us was show us how not to act in the middle of an emergency. Yeah. And so, like, in this, I saw quite, you know, a lot of people helping out, opening up their homes to people, sharing resources. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, because when we went to the store, I went to the store two times and I didn't feel like people were just going crazy buying everything mm-hmm. they could grab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like more of like get what you need and get out of there. Yeah. And it wasn't get like chaos. It wasn't chaos. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like there was a little bit of a silver lining because like in the midst of all of this, we can come together and be a community and help one another, especially when our local officials and government and all that, they're telling us to go to Google. I mean, that's tough. Call on Google. I I, I hate it because, you you know, when you're in that position or in higher positions, you're you're the person that the people look to when things happen. And you should always have an answer. And sometimes it's, it sucks. Yeah. You know, because you also, like, I'm pretty sure he's been in Texas forever and he hadn't experienced that either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's why you have a team and y'all all get in there as a collective and get some answers. Well, <laughs> for some folk. While we talking about those in charge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all done heard about Ted Cruz, boy. I saw he got dunked the other day, the other day. And quite a few people are upset with him. All right. So like millions of people in Texas, Senator Ted Cruz had a home without electricity during this power crisis. 
But unlike most, he got out. Okay? He had the means to get out. He fled from Houston on Wednesday and hopped on a flight to Cancun with his family to a luxury resort. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I don't think I've ever seen this man outside of a suit. I don't want, I'm not looking for this man. I ain't checking for him. But even with a mask on, him looking scraggly, these folks still caught pictures of him at the airport and they was not having it. Yeah. I mean, listen, when when you're in a position like him, everybody know who you are, man. Listen, I know you could have paid somebody to get on somebody's private jet. If you're going to do that. If you were going to try and get out of here, pay the extra couple thousand to fly private. Now, to be honest with you, somebody still would have saw you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, they caught you red-handed. Here, again, I'm kind of... Well, okay, so photos of okay, go ahead, Ted go ahead. Cruz and his wife, Heidi, boarding the flight, ricocheted across social media and left his allies and his rivals just like... Like with the wide mouth, just junk the deuces, boy. Yeah, and basically everybody was upset, right? Because there was a Republican who released a statement saying that he had flown to Mexico to be a good dad and accompany his daughters and their friends. But then Ted Cruz said that he was coming back. He just wanted to make sure that they made it safe, and he did not intend to stay. I don't know how true that is. I'm tell you like this. That was a trash excuse right there. It, it was. And uh, nobody is hearing that. And after he yeah. landed back in the United States, he offered a new statement with a different tone. And he tried to explain the, the vacation like he didn't have any regrets about it. And that he left the impression that it might have like only been a one day thing. And when he was speaking to reporters, he said that the trip was obviously a mistake and said he had started having second thoughts as soon as he boarded the plane to Mexico, intent on a few days of remote work in the sun. I bet he did when he got on there and he started seeing them looks. Like, hey, bro, what oh, you doing on okay. here, man? But that's the, that's the thing, right? The same people who were on that same plane are the same ones that, you know, put the, put the photo out and was mad at him. Now, but here's the thing. The difference is... How did you get a photo of him go? Well... That's what I just I, said. Ain't gonna be mad, but I'm just saying, how you gonna get mad at him for taking a photo of him on the plane when you on your way too? That's what I just said. That's what I'm saying. Like, but here's the thing: people hold different people in a different light. Mm-hmm. So because he has a higher authority, and you know, for the people, they expect him to be here. I honestly, I think he, when he came back, he should have just been real honest. Like, look, y'all. I did. I I planned a flight to go out to Cancun and I'm sorry. It was not, you know, it wasn't right. I shouldn't have done it. I should have stood here. And what we're going to do is we're going to hang in here together and try and figure out something for us all to get through this. Mm -hmm. That would have been a lot better than saying, yeah, I was just trying to make sure my daughters got (laughs) to Cancun. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. turn around flight. It was nothing uh, serious. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Everybody was mad. But here's the thing. Like, when you think about it, it's like I've seen more people be angry with him than agree with him. So, like, on the, like, human side, you know, him not being a politician and all that, him wanting to get away, I feel like that's natural. That was going to be my other point. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
why can't he get away if stuff if gets, he has the means well yeah if stuff gets hard it's cold here i'm freezing my power ain't working and ain't nothing i can do and i'm the senator or you have I'm, the means I'm, I'm going i'm going where it's hot I'm going where it's hot where they're gonna treat me right where i'm gonna feel like a king and i'm gonna go take me a little vacation ain't nothing i can do here anyway but on the other side him being a politician like you in the public eye and it just doesn't look good. It didn't. That's really what it is. And look good. You leaving your your people behind to suffer. Yes. And that's, not that's really what it is. Not worry about because again, if you were if he was a regular Joe Smo that just had bread to get out of the city, get out of the state, get out of the country, whatever, it would have been no big deal. Obviously, the plane was full of people who mm-hmm. were getting out of the city. Right. You know what I mean? But because of who he was, that's what made the difference. If he really wanted to do it the right way, he could have been like, I was taking some people over there. He I could mean, have at least did that. He took his family. He took his. Yeah, family. if he was smart, because I mean, I'm pretty sure he could have found some kind of way to make it a write off. Like, hey, sure. you know, we went to we went to Cedar Hill. We yeah. <laughs> picked and see, up like, a couple people. When I saw the picture the first time, I thought to myself, he could be going on business. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, he could maybe there's some business over there in Cancun. He got a handle, and that's why he leaving. Like that was where my mind went. But apparently, y'all knew better than me. I got, I got one more for y'all. What if, what if he like, what if he already had it booked, and this is the one time of the year that he's able to go on vacation? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he already had it, and it was time for him to leave. That would have been a good excuse. You know what I mean? No, it still wouldn't have. It, it wouldn't have? Mm-mm. Dang. You just well, you it. just messed up, man. You yeah. messed up. Yeah, it was bad timing. Read the room, sir. Yeah, you messed up. <laughs> Golly. Anyways, let's transition into our main topic for today. Or should we pay some bills? Nope, we, we got to pay some bills. My bad. Let me Let me get that. Okay, so before we pay some bills, I actually I'm trying to tell Keanu to, to get the camera on me. I pointed like six times, but all right, so <laughs> hopefully it's on. I'm not sure, but either way, Audible, Audible, y'all, that's the first bill we pay. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books. Ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Every month, members who join Audible will get one free credit to pick any book, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and they have access to daily news digests like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Now, What Audible is doing, they're saying, new year, new you. And they have plenty of content that can help you help your your goal with your goals. And whether it's getting fit, finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or just a better person. Now, Audible, they help people get more stories and information through the gift of found time. They're allowing people to listen while commuting, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home, all right? A recent study, a recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say that they haven't read a single book in the past year. Mm -hmm. That's up from 19% in 2011. 
Lack of time being the main reason why. Mm-hmm. With Audible, you ha- don't have that excuse anymore. All right. And because you're with the H Squad, you're here with us. Audible is hooking you up with a free book. And if you don't like them, look, no hard feelings. They're going to let you keep that book forever. All you have to do is go to hdylmbook.com. That's hdylmbook.com. Go get your book today. All right. The next one here, We Bull. Listen, we saw what happened in 2020. All right. We see what's going on already in the first parts of 2021. You got to have an investment strategy, something plan for the future. All right. You don't know what's going to happen. You need a nest egg. We Bull can help you get that get to that number as quick as possible. All right. With WeBull, you can open and fund a brokerage account with $100 or more, and you'll have a chance of claiming one or two free stocks valued up to $1,850. So that's, you know, Google, Facebook. You can get a chance to get one of those uh, stocks if you put in $100 or more. With WeBull, you get zero dollar commissions you can trade from one account you can trade cryptocurrency 24 7 and listen if you, even if you don't have the, the hundred dollars all it requires is just one dollar that's the minimum deposit all right you get free real-time data you have eight charts and 50 plus indicators to help you make your analyzations is that a word i hope so me too you have a highly customized layout and it's accessible on your phone, desktop, and web platform. All right. They also have timely customer service. How does it work? Open an account. You can get a free stock again. Successfully open that brokerage account and you'll receive one free stock valued between $2.50 and $250. So you're going to want to do that. All right. And how, how are you going to do that right now? Sorry, y'all. Sheba is messing me up. But. <laughs> Do that by going to How Do You Love Me? That's H-D-Y-L-M-Invest.com. And look, they hooked us up. So they're going to hook you up by hooking us up. Go to H-D-Y-L-M-Invest.com. Let's get back to the show. All right. So I recently saw a post on social media where someone posed this question and shared an article. So the article is titled, It's Not Your Kids Holding Your Career Back, It's Your Husband. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So almost a decade ago, the writer Linda Hirschman exhorted ambitious women to marry men with less money or social capital than they had. All right. So she basically telling them, marry down, girl. And in this article and her book, Get to Work, She told women that they should avoid ever taking on more than half of the housework or childcare. Mm. How to do it? Either marry a man who is extremely committed to equality or do what she says is the easier route and marry down. Hirschman explained in the American Prospect that such a choice is not brutally strategic. It's just smart. If you are devoted to your career goals and would like a man who will support that, you're just doing what men throughout the ages have done, placing a safe bet. Trey, what do you think? Do you think that women should marry down? I think that women, since that's what we're talking about, I think they should 
marry, I guess, what they want. And what do women want? They don't know what women, women don't know what women want. Is this true? Or do they? I feel like we do, but it's I, hard to find. And and here, here's what I here's what I really would say. If women should try and uh, maybe these days they should try and become as close to possible as what they want, so that there is no discrepancies there. I think sometimes women can and men, right? But since we're talking about women, mm-hmm. women can make this person that they want in their head all this different stuff and they're nowhere close to that. Yeah. And that's to me personally, it's not fair. Yeah. But well, I was telling somebody that not too long ago, I don't know. Cause they were telling me like, you know, their family doesn't like this guy, you know, they don't have a job. They, they just look un, unkept, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. hair looking wild, never looking nice. Just not the person that the family wanted them to be with. And I hated to be the bearer of bad news, but I just had to let them know, look at her. Yeah. Yeah. She looked like the kind of person who would attract a person with a nice job, with a nice car, with his own everything, who keeps himself up, you know, like dresses well, is well groomed. And that's that's kind of hard to understand because. You Honestly, want the best for your people. Yeah, you want the best for your people. But I'm but glad that came out of her mouth and not mine. I'm just like, seriously, <laughs> that's real. It like, is real. You, you have unrealistic expectations for this opposite person. Mm-hmm. But I think you should also, you know, point that mirror back at yourself to, I mean, are you checking off at least half the boxes or some of them? Right. You know, so. And I think, honestly, like, it makes more sense. Like, because that's the thing. The, the woman was in love with this guy, but the mm-hmm. family didn't like them for the there woman. There you go. And that's the thing. She's attracted to who she's attracted to, regardless of whatever they look like. I mean, he could have been kept or, you know, well-groomed or whatever you want to call him. That's who she wants. Yes. And if she happy, let her be happy. Let her be happy. Yeah, but you over here trying to fight and tell them that's not who you deserve. You don't know who they deserve. A lot has probably happened since they left that house, you know? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyways, so here's the question that was posed on social media. It says, have you ever felt that your partner has held you back from achieving your career goals? Have you been guilty of allowing your partner's career to take precedence over your own? Let's talk about it. So, Trey, have you ever felt like like my like maybe I have held you back from some career goals. Yeah. But speak on it. Yeah, uh here's the thing. When you when you know like it's different it's different for me, like I can't speak for anybody else, but personally I knew what this was when I put the ring on my finger. Mm-hmm. Like this is 100% 100% this is us. This is one person acting, you know, two people acting as one. So Mm -hmm. if there was something that she didn't want me to do, or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what it was pivot. That's my mindset. So it wasn't so much like at the time when it first happened. So I wanted to go full force and, and like 
social media because I knew that that's what that's the way that the world was going. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be like I, I had a good footprint in there. And I knew that if I turned it up, I could, you know, run the checkup inside of doing that and doing something that I enjoyed. She didn't necessarily want me to do that anymore. And because of the time that it was taken up, I could have been like mad and, and, you know, out of there or, you know, whatever, just went a whole nother route. But I was for like two days or something or a little bit. But then I realized like, okay, look, I got to live in the house with this person. I can't, you know, always be able to get my way and, also, I have to be considerate of uh, other uh, of her feelings. And so I just I made a decision that, OK, maybe that's not the route. Let me pivot. Let me try and do something else. Let me go another route. And sometimes I think that's just what you have to do in a relationship. It's not going to always go your way, whether you're the man or the, you know, the woman. It's just some things that it just might not happen for you like yeah. that. Honestly, that 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 story really sounds really bad. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it sounds like well, I was holding you back no, from so, being so, your highest potential. No, but, but honestly, listen, was, but listen, listen. So another thing is, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay, I think I said that a little bit earlier. When you don't really know what it entails, you can you can basically you can put in your mind what you think it entails until you find out. So you know, trying to find the shoot, the you know, where to shoot the photos and do, you know, all this stuff. Later on down the line, she was able to see like, oh, this actually does take, it takes a lot of time. Oh, this actually is not super, e- you know, it's not hard work. I mean, it's not easy. And you have to put in the work and to see the results. And so maybe later on down the line, she was able to see that. But at the time, it was like taking a lot of time, up, you know, and so. Yeah. Well, all I was going to say is that I think the timing with maybe was just off. I mean, and, and it maybe could, for it her, be, right? But like but, kinds- and so if the timing was off for her, again, there's two people in here that you made a vow to each other. And so, I mean, I, I can be mad, but at the same time, it was a vow that I made. And so you have to go with the, you know, all right, pivot, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, for me personally, being a believer and knowing uh, who I am in God, I know that, okay, God has something for me. This might not be it, or it might not be it right now. Mm-hmm. No, it's not always. No, it's just not right now. Right. So again, when I learn those things, then you realize it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I feel like on, I don't feel like you've ever held me back. I mean, because like when I worked at the hospital, I remember coming to you and being like, hey, I want to work overnight. And you were like, OK, if you think that's going to work for you. And then when I decided I want to go back to school, and I told you how long it was going to take. You weren't like, that's stupid. You was like, OK, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really bad. But yeah, on your end, I can remember you coming to me and at some point, I don't remember what your your primary job was, but I remember money was getting tight, and you had mentioned maybe doing, like, Uber or something. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of on the fence about it, and I talked to your parents about it, and we all kind of agreed that it probably wasn't a good idea. 
Yeah, they were just, they were like, my parents, they were like, people getting shot up, people yeah. getting killed. I'm yeah. like, right. I know. And <laughs> See, I was, I was, I was seen on the one fence. person. I and, was on the fence. And here's the thing, right? It, I were, thinking back to it, you know, I had a cousin who was, who was in it full stride, like doing Uber. Mm-hmm. They, at that time, they were full stride in right. Uber. And he went from working at the bank to doing Uber for a couple of hours working at the bank, you know, your four, eight hour, eight hour days, 40 hour weeks. And he went to, you know, 530 to 12, 530 a.m. to 12 p.m. And he was done for the rest of the day, making more than he was making at the bank. Mm-hmm. And because he knew the spots and he, you know, worked the spots the way they were supposed to be working. And I'm like, well, shoot, if he doing this, if I could do that, then I could not only. OK. Take care of the bills, but then I could work for the rest of the day, work on the stuff that I really wanted mm-hmm. to work on. You know what I mean? And so, again, God's time is not always your timing. I didn't go out because we're one, mm-hmm. right? Because we're married, proposed the question to her. She probably thought on it, didn't really. Eh. I wasn't, I wasn't she like, went, yes or no. Right. But and we went nervous. to the parents. They were like, eh, y'all need to, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to scrap it. But again, I just have I just believe that what's for me is for me and how it's going to, you know, work out. I really don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I just know what what God has showed me and what what we'll get to, but how it happens, I don't I don't really care about the theatrics of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, just I just know it will. I, I so. just know that there's been multiple that I've just been like, eh. You know, even with the insurance, remember when you started insurance mm-hmm. or whatever? I wasn't opposed to it because I was like, you know, this is honest stuff. We helping folks getting their finances together and, you know, building some generational wealth or whatever. But then it started to become, I think, I think you were ready to get out of it before. Like, I didn't, I didn't tell you that one. Like, that Yeah, was, no, because I, for, and with that, you know, what started out, I realized, I'm like, okay. Stuff that makes sense to you, it might not make sense to everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, it got to a point where I was like, okay, let me get this information out to all my family. Mm -hmm. And as long as I, you know, made that, like, as long as I made sure that my family was good, as far as you had the opportunity to get something and to know, then I was like, cool, like, you know, good. And then I, you know time has expired it i'm a person who believes like listen you don't know until you try it yeah and that's you don't know if it's gonna work until you try you don't know if you're gonna like it until you try it so if you have the the thought to try it and it makes sense and it's not taking you away from you know in my case you know i have certain check marks that it needs to hit in order for me to even be like okay I'll, i'll try it one of them you know, if it's going to take me away from God, if it's going to take me away from church, I don't think that's from God. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, unless it's like a certain period of time, like, hey, for like three weeks, you're not going to be there on Sunday. Okay, I can I can talk to God about that and see what's, you know, if it's tugging at me, I'll go for it. But if it's something I'm trying, it's going to be like, yeah, all Sundays, all Wednesday, like, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of that probably ain't from him and I'm just going to pass it up. I passed up plenty of stuff doing that. Yeah. And but. I think on my end, I think the longer that we've been married, the more I realized that I have to allow you to try different things 
because I may not see the vision. Like, mm-hmm. like with the insurance, I was like, okay, this last business you wanted to start with the dry cleaners. Remember that? Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And that, listen, and COVID, just, COVID took it out. But, I know, yeah, but, I'm, just, but yeah. I'm just realizing like, well, I think really what, and again, this sounds so bad, but I think really what happened is that I re- like in the process of me get like being able to work towards my career goals, mm-hmm. I realized that you have to do the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like that backbone that you were for me when I was, you know, in school and working and whatever and so, you know, supporting me, I have to do the same thing for you. And in the end, it makes a happy marriage because then I'm happy. I don't feel stuck. You happy? You don't feel stuck because I don't. I don't want to feel that way, and I know you don't want to feel. And that's and that's really my whole like. A lot of stuff could be solved if people would really sit back and say, "Is this gonna like what I want this done to me?" You know what I mean? Like, is what if what I'm doing to this person? If I'm telling them, you know, don't nah, you can't do that. Nah, I don't want you to do that. Or, or whatever the case may be, would I want that same thing done to me? Right. You know, without an explanation or just because you said so. Like, I don't really like that kind of, you know, thinking. And so for me, that's always some things that, that comes up first. Like, you know, would I want this to happen to me? Mm-hmm. And that's not just with her. That's like with anybody. Yeah. That's true. Anyways, that was a good conversation. Yeah, so y'all saw some of my flaws. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it just came with some some. You had to mature. I had to mature. And I didn't realize. And there you go. I, she took the words right out. I didn't like, realize that time. the same thing I want. He eventually is gonna want that too. And even though I've made it to this checkpoint in my life, there's gonna be another point where I want to do something else. More than likely. I mean, this podcast is kind of something. It was something that you. Yeah, it was do. something that I wanted to do, which. If you know us, you would probably like if you know us per like in real life, you would probably think it would be Trey's idea. Yeah. But it was actually mine. Yeah. So yeah, this is another thing that I wanted to do, but there may be something else Trey wants to do. And so I've got to support him because he definitely could have been like, No, I don't want to do a relationship podcast with you. (laughs) He could have been like, No, find some girls or do it by yourself. So So back to the article. So Hirschman mm-hmm. surveyed men and women who graduated from Harvard Business School in the last few decades. When they graduated, more than half of the male Harvard Business School grads say they expected their careers would take precedence over their partners. The majority of women said they assumed that they would have egalitarian marriages in which both mm-hmm. spouses' careers were taken equally seriously. A lot of those women were wrong. About 40% of Gen X, and I had to go look that up because, y'all, I'm still a little iffy about these Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, all that mess. Anyways, 40% of Gen X and Boomer women said their spouses' careers took priority over theirs. Of course, marital arrangements aren't the only force holding women back. Part of the reason that these women aren't advancing at the same rate as their male counterparts is that after they have kids, they get mommy tracked. And which it means they've been stigmatized for taking advantage of flex options, reduced schedules, 
passed over for high profile assignments or removed from projects they once led. And I've seen that kind of in my field. I work in a another female dominated field. I worked in the hospital. Now I work in the education field. Mm-hmm. And this is my first year, but there, this is the last year for a teacher in my school. And it, she had a baby in August. And then, you know, shortly after she decided this isn't what I want to be doing anymore. I want to be at home with my kid. Mm-hmm. And like before now, like maybe in my teens, you know, being 20 or whatever, mm-hmm. I probably would have thought she was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because like I wanted to assert myself. I wanted to make sure everybody felt my independence and make an impact on this world. But now that I'm 27 and I'm married, and even though I just got into this field, I I understand that when I have kids, I'm probably going to want to sit down and be with them and enjoy life with them. So being mommy tracked, while it gets a bad rap, you know, for the women that are in these, you know, really high profile positions, mm-hmm. it's just something that happens. And mommy... And I mean, you got to tell me again, is is the mommy track that's from them inside, like saying like, yeah, so like, I don't want to like I want to stay at home with my kid right now. Yeah. Like, well, but what happens is they so it's like a mommy. Like, I mean, basically, instead of you doing all you can at your job like you used to, mm-hmm. your priorities are more on your kids, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but it is a bad thing for business sometimes. Right. So like, you know, instead of staying late hours, maybe going out to company parties and Mm -hmm. stuff, you'll stay home. You'll, you know, opt for working from home Mm -hmm. or taking more vacations when, you know, y'all got some high profile stuff coming up. Yeah. So. No, and that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's like that thing that you don't want to admit is probably happening, but it's happening. Yeah. You know, you're like, I can do both. I can be a mama and I can work at this job. But one of them gotta gotta take the lead. Yes, and sometimes you you know sometimes they make that decision, and they end up regretting it, or they end up loving it. Mm-hmm. it just depends on who you are. Really, like yeah. So, listen. Also, what we have here, I want to plug this in real quick. If you haven't already checked out the YouTube channel. What are you waiting on? If you're just listening right now, you're like, man, I wonder what Q looked like when Trey said that ridiculousness. You should have saw it on YouTube. So go over the episode you listen to right now, it inc- including this one. You can just go and see us, see our faces. Just go to HDYLM podcast and we'll come right up. You'll see us. You can just click on the episodes and watch away. Um, and while you're over there, go ahead and subscribe as well. All right, so I actually don't have any questions from the inner circle today. Yeah, pick it up, man. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Kevin Samuels be saying? What? Which one? What do you mean? He got a lot. Of it. That get, dude is funny. Get my likes up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get my likes get up. Get my likes up. What <laughs> else going, he be saying? Get the dog. Yeah. I'm a PhD. What does that mean? That's when, like, the, the basically the woman was, she was saying that I'm a PhD. I should... I should be able to get what I want, including the type of man that I want without caring about 
what he wants in a woman because mm-hmm. I'm a PhD. Yeah. Well, hey, look, what we can do is plug y'all onto some stuff that we've been watching lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do on Netflix, quick. we watched just binge watched y'all because we was put. I was putting it off because I thought the show was boring. Y'all know how I am. Okay, y'all know how I am. I cannot. Basically, I quit shows yes. before they get good, and yes, I ended up quitting this show. And then somebody else said, go watch it. And I watched it and I couldn't stop. The show Mm. is Lock and Key on Netflix. It has 10 episodes. Y'all, that was so good. It was good. If you like some. Suspense. Yeah. like It was suspenseful. But Kiana was a little scared, low key. She wouldn't let me turn the light off. And I don't know bit. why you was trying to cut the light I off. was just playing. I really didn't want the light off either because it has some, it was suspenseful. <laughs> like, it, it nobody it got time for somebody jumping out. out. Yeah. Yeah. It was some. A little suspense. But it was yeah. good, y'all. It, it was really good. Was you know, good. I, I don't do horror films or scary stuff. And I was like just enough on this side of the border of that. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was what good, else though. did we watch? Great storyline. We watched Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Yeah. That was pretty good. I did not know the Sad the story of Britney Spears' life and what all led up to the, I can't even remember what it's called that her dad has her in, where he's controlling her assets and her everyday life and everything. So yeah, if you get a chance, go watch that. We also watched I Care A Lot on Netflix. Uh, that was that was pretty good right there. Had a, I was had a little comedy. Jump. I was ready to jump. Comedy. It had a little comedy in there. Comedy. To me. Like some of the scenes, they were pretty fun. Pretty what? funny. It was some scenes that were pretty funny. But continue on. Anyways, that 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 show had me ready. To, I mean, movie had me ready to jump through the screen. So, and I'm talking, yeah, not those. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff in there that you're like, okay, this is probably happening in real life, and I'm gonna protect my elderly. Yeah, with so everything I got. It that was really not those parts. Yeah, but yeah. basically the movie. Is about this lady who assumes guardianship of these elderly people who maybe don't have. Well, she assumes guardianship of a woman who doesn't have any family and she's wealthy. And, you know, they called her a cherry in the movie. And so she assumes guardianship of her, not knowing that she's tied to a very powerful man, which was actually her son. And that he would come looking for her. Yes. But the lady, the guardian is so stubborn, she doesn't want to let her go because she wants that money. Right. So it's basically a fight between the family member or the son and the guardian to, you know, get the mother back We're gonna and get all her, her back. assets and stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty good. What else? Have we watched anything else? I don't think so. Well, I ain't told y'all on here, but if you ain't watched Lupin yet. L-U-P-I-N. Go watch Lupin. Yeah, you should have been watched that. Shame yeah. on you for having watching that yet. Yeah, no. that was a good show. It was good. Like, I'm, I'm all for some shows that have, like, some, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, mild action, a little bit of mystery. Yeah. You know, yeah. got to figure out who did it, what they doing, that kind of stuff. Not no serious stuff. I don't want to see nobody getting their head chopped off. I want to see, like... You know, you playing semi high and go seek <laughs> with the bad guys, whatnot, Mm-mm. and then you get away, and then the movie's over or whatever. But anyways, that show was good. That was about it. Right now on TV, I am watching Lucifer. 
and private practice. And I think that, I mean, I'm watching like a bunch of stuff right now, but that's pretty much it. You got anything you're watching? Mm-mm. No? You want to tell the people what you was watching the other day when I was complaining? What was I watching? I watch a lot of stuff. Was it I don't DC, know. Marvel, whatever that was? Oh, oh. So I was going back. I mean, yeah, we were stuck in the house. I was going back and watching all of the Marvel movies in the order that they were like made. It sounds real geekish, I know, but I saw it online. I was like, I wouldn't mind watching that like that. And so pretty much it, it it's the order in which the film was filmed in. Mm. So not necessarily the year it came out, but the year it was based in when it was made. And it, it actually, it, it goes in order like pretty seamlessly. I like how they did it. And so, yeah, I was doing that. And yes, I was watching it alone. Because Cause I can't watch this too much action. Yeah. I did watch, I mean, this wasn't recent. I'm talking about whenever it came out in the theaters. I went to see Thor because I think the guy who plays Thor is attractive. But that movie sucked. See? <laughs> that movie sucked. And I don't know if it sucked because it just was terrible or if it was because I fell asleep. Probably because you fell asleep and you was watching it out of the order. Like, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's like coming into the middle of a, <laughs> like, you don't know what's going on. But anyway, that's probably why it sucked. It, Cause it's a good movie. Probably cause I was supposed to be there looking at some man. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but the movie wasn't all that good. So that was my one. Hey, who did the, what's it called? Remember those movies we watched with Samuel L. Jackson where he was glass? Samuel Jackson is in everything. I know, I know, but what's that? Is that oh, part I of think that that's too? I think that's DC. So what was that you was watching the other day? Was that Marvel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I like DC better. That's possible because yeah, she she did watch those movies. Maybe I should just turn on DC then. What was I tripping on? Yeah, I might do that tonight. It don't matter. She I'm might going fall to bed. Asleep. Maybe it's eight. It's eight o'clock. We'll be fine. All right cool yeah anyways thank you for listening to the how do you love me podcast if you're new here we really appreciate you for listening thank you thank you don't forget to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how we're doing we would love to hear from you about what topics you want us to discuss or to get our advice so send us an email to hdylovemy at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at hdylm underscore podcast. And if that's too much work, you can always leave us a voicemail at 682-231-0848. And if you want to see what's going on over here, go to the website at hdylm.com. Yes, ma'am. But remember, it's always grand gratitude over here. That's high thinking, strong faith. Simple living, smart Smart work. work. All right. Peace.